Welcome to Directions in Rashi, a podcast that will help you understand individual comments from Rashi throughout the Chumash, and that will also introduce you to some of the general principles which I feel uh, directed Rashi in his creation of his commentary, and that will help us to understand his commentary better all around. Welcome. For this shear on Parsha's Lech Lecha, I would like to begin with a Pesach in Sefer Mishlei. Perik Yudches, Pesach Aleph, and we will come back to its connection to Lech Lecha. It says in Mishlei, L'saba Yevakesh Nifrod. A person who is Nifrod, who is separated, we'll see according to Rashi, I mean someone who is separated from a Kodesh Baruch Hu, such a person, a Nifrod, he seeks out taiva. He seeks out lustful desires. So the person who was separated from a Kodesh Baruch seeks lustful desires. In all wisdom, tushia is a word for wisdom. He will be revealed. Of course, a very uh, cryptic pusik on the face of it. Let's see how Rashi interprets it. Really, this Rashi is based on a Gemara in Mesechta uh, Nazir Davchav Gimel Amit Beis. Says Rashi, L'saba yivakesh nifrod, misha nifrod min HaKadosh Baruch Hu, someone who has become separated from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, shaloy lishmor mitzvah not to keep Hashem's commandments, L'sabas liboy v'yitzrei hara, so someone who is not keeping the mitzvahs, so what does he what does he keep instead? Who is his master? His master becomes Tabas Libai Yitzroi Hara. His lustful desires and his Yitzro Hara and his nature that desires inappropriate and bad things, that's what he chases after. The Saifai, and in the end of this person, the Khaltushia Yizgala. In all wisdom, he is revealed. Rashi says, Bein hachachamim, amongst the wise, his shame and his disgrace will be revealed. Now, Rashi now explains it some more, explains it on a different level. Our rabbis in the Gemara Masech de Nazir explained that this Pasik is a reference or this Pasik is illustrated by Lot, who is, of course, a, an important figure in Parshas Lech Lecha, Abraham's nephew, Lot. That he separated himself from Abraham because of Ta'avas Libai, because of the desires of his heart. But as it says in this week's Parsha, there was a dispute between Abraham and Lot regarding some fields where they would graze their cattle. And finally, Abraham suggested that they separate. And Lot looked around and which, where did he choose to go? He chose to go to the, the, the Jordan Valley, the coastal plain along the coast, along the, along the shores of the Jordan River. Now, 
here Rashi tells us in the summary, we'll look at this a little more explicitly in a moment, that this entire Pasuk, which talks about Lot choosing the Kikar Hayardain and choosing the area around the cities of Sedaim and Amoira, this entire Pasuk is Al Shem Niuf Neymar. A deeper meaning of the Pasuk is that he chose that place because it was a place that had lots of Niuf, lots of immorality. He wanted to go to that geographic location because that was the uh, 42nd Street of its time. Of course, today, even 42nd Street is no longer 42nd Street, the way it once was. It once was absolutely <laughs> horrifying. Now, Lot made this choice based on the, the perverse and lustful desires of his heart. And in the end, his kolayn, his disgrace, was, is revealed in the shoals and in the Bate Midrash. And Rashi here quotes the Pasuk in Dvarim, Amaini. Because the Pasuk says, that the descendants of Lot, who are the nations of Amain and Mayav, may not come into the congregation of Hashem, meaning an Ammonite or Moabite man may not marry a Jewish woman, even if such, even if that man converts to Judaism and a legitimate, proper conversion, a sincere conversion. And he's higher than all of the Tayyag mitzvahs. Still, the Torah forbids that man from marrying a Jewish woman. Now, let's expand a little bit. Rashi is kind of talking in, in hints over here. If we go to our Parsha, Rashi's Lech Lecha. So, as I mentioned before, there was a dispute between Abraham and Lot, and they made a decision that they would separate from each other. And Abraham said, choose where you'd like to go. I'll make sure that I don't go too far away. I'll be not too far away uh, that I won't be able to help you if the need arise. And this is what it says. Lot lifted up his eyes. And he saw the whole Jordan, the, the plains near the Jordan River. Because it was entirely Mashket was very well watered land. This is, was before Hashem destroyed Stoim and Amoro. That happened not too long afterwards. But at this point, uh, what, what we now look at and we see as a desert, as a very desolate place, Stoim and Amoro, but before that, it was a very well watered, fertile place. Kagan Hashem. It was like the Garden of Hashem. It was like the land of Mitzrayim. A very fertile, good place. Boach at as you come towards the place called Soyar. Now Rashi here in Parshas Lech Lecha first explains it. He says, Kichula Mashka means it was an Eretz Nachle Mayim. It was a land of streams of water. And it was Eretz uh, it had beautiful trees like the like Gan Eden, and it had uh, was like Eretz Mitzrayim. Rashi says was Royim. There were uh, plants growing there in abundance. But then Rashi tells us a midrash. It's really a Gemara in Masech Tehurias. Midrash The the midrash explains it lignai for disgrace. In other words, the reason that Lot wanted this land 
was not because, or not only because, it was very fertile land, a good, good place for farming and cattle grazing and so on, but he wanted it for immoral purposes. Al Shahoyu Shtufe Zima, because the people in Steim and Amura were Shtufe Zima, they were flooded with immorality. So Bachar Loit Bishunasam, therefore Lot chose to be their neighbors. The Meseches Hurias. Let's take a quick look at the Gemara in Hurias. Begins over here. Amar Rabbi Yochanan, Kol Pasuk Hazet L'Shem Avera Nemar. This whole pasuk that we just read is really talking about Averais that Lot saw in this neighborhood of Steim and Amora, and which he desired to take part in. By Yisa Lot. It says that Lot lifted up his eyes. So Rabbi Yechanan tells us, This is a reference to the story of the wife of Petifar and her seduction of Yosef, where it says she lifted up her eyes and she saw what a handsome fellow Yosef was. So similarly, Rabbi Yechanan is telling us that Lot lifted up his eyes in lust and he looked at, what, at the things that were going on in Sidon. Es enov, and he lifted up his eyes. So Rabbi Yechanan explains, shimshain, li, ki hi yoshva So Rabbi Yechanan compares that to the Pasek regarding Shimshain and Delilah, that Shimshain uh, told his parents, I saw Kahli, take this woman for me, ki hi yoshva because she is good in my eyes, meaning she's very beautiful and I desire her. Vayar, it says that Lot saw this land. Vayar osa Shem ben Chamor. That, Rabbi Yechanan connects to the Pasuk of Shem ben Chamor, who saw Dina and committed an act of immorality with her. Ace called Kikar Hayardin. And what did Lot see? He saw this whole plain, this whole coast this whole banks of the of the Jordan River, which is called Kikar, the Kikar Hayarden. So Rash to so Rabbi Yechanan compares that to a pasuk in Mishlei, Kiba ad Isha Zaino ad Kikar Lochem, that a uh, a person will uh, spend uh, in order to obtain an Isha Zaino, an immoral woman, he will go down to his last loaf of bread, which is also the word Kikar. And Lot saw <laughs> that this land of Stoim and Amora is mashke, it is well watered. So Rabbi Yechanan says, Rabbi Yechanan uh, relates it to a Pasuk in Navi where a, an immoral woman says, I will go after those who love me. I will follow my lovers, those who give me my bread and my water. And they will give me my, my wool and my, uh, and my flax. So what is Rabbi Echanan telling us? And this is the Gemara that Rashi is alluding to, that what Lot saw what Lot saw that was, and what he felt was desirable in the land of Steim and Amura was their extreme immorality. And this is what Rashi is saying in Mishlei, that Lot 
Light who separated himself from us from Avram because of his uh, the lustful desires in his heart, as it says, as it says that he chose this land of Stimon Amira near the Jordan River, which Chazal tell us that this whole Pasik is really talking about the immoral aspects of Stimon Amira that appealed to Lot. So, in the end, the disgrace of Lot is publicized in the Shoals and Bate Midrash. Why? Because every year when we read the Torah, we come to a, to a parsha, we come to some psukim in, in Sefer Dvarim where it says, where it says in, in Sefer Dvarim that the descendants of Lot even if they convert to Judaism, they may not marry a regular Jewish woman. That's the Rashi in Mishlei. I think there are two very important questions that we can raise about this Rashi, essentially about the Gemara in Nazir, which is Rashi's source. First of all, if the consequence of Lot's uh, lustful nature is that we read in Shul every year how he is rejected from becoming a, a full member of the Jewish nation, perhaps we could have said, perhaps uh, Rashi should have said, a, a different disgrace that is read about every year in the Torah, in the, in the Beis HaKnesses, and that is the story of Lot and his daughters later in our Parsha, where after the destruction of Sedaim, uh, Lot manages uh, by, because of uh, divine providence and because of the merit of, of, his, uh, of his uncle Avram, he is allowed to survive. And he finds himself eventually on a mountain with his two daughters. And uh, the two daughters are convinced that there's no one else in the world. And therefore, they, uh, they get their father good and drunk, and they have relations with their father in order that they can propagate, repropagate the human race. Now, this is extremely disgraceful to Lot, that he had relations with his own daughters. If the, and, 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 and Chazal say that why did this happen to Lot, of all people, why did this happen to Lot? Because he was a very lustful person. He was a person who had, uh, didn't have very good control over his desires. And therefore, even though in this particular case, uh, it was not totally his, he's not totally culpable for what happened because he was rip-roaring drunk at the time and he was not in control of his actions. But when you're an immoral person, immorality follows you. Immorality happens to you. Now, if we wanted to read something in the Torah, if, if Rashi wanted to find an example of something that we're going to read in the shul all the time, every year, and it's going to highlight the disgrace of Lot, perhaps we, perhaps he should have, he should have pointed to the fact that we read every year in the Torah, we read the story of Lot and his daughters. That's one question. A second question is, that if you look in this Rashi in Mishlei and the, and the Gemara in, in Nazir, 
it would lead you to the to the to the to the conclusion. It would lead you to the thought that the reason for the mitzvah of Lo Yavayamayi the reason why the descendants of Lot may not fully join the Jewish nation, is because of their immorality. The pasuk is saying, This person, Lot, who separated himself from Avram, he is a person who followed his lustful desires, and therefore, is galah. Therefore, in in all of the houses of wisdom, in all of the shoals in Bate Medrash, he will be revealed. Meaning, we will uh, we will repeat and reread every year uh, his disgrace, which is that he cannot join the Jewish nation. So it sounds like the reason that he cannot join the Jewish nation, where does it all start? It all starts from the Tava Yavakesh Nefrod, that he is a person who runs after his Tavas. Now, that's not the impression that we get when we go to the Psukim in Pasuk, in, in Arshis, in, in Sefer Dvorim. If we go to Sefer Dvorim and we take a look at these Psukim, let's take a look. It says, And Ammonite or a Moabite, meaning the descendants of Lot, may not come into the congregation of Hashem, meaning, as Rashi says, they may not marry a Jewish woman. Even the 10th generation may not come into the Bikahal Hashem forever. Okay, and now the Pasek tells us the reason. Because of the matter that they did not come forward and greet you with bread and water, but on the way when you were leaving Mitzrayim, when the Klai Yisrael was in the Midbar, on our way out of Mitzrayim towards Eretz Yisrael. So it is recorded in Chumash that we passed by Amr Mayav and they didn't offer us any assistance. Now they should have, because Lot and his descendants owed their very existence to Avram Avinu. If not for Avram Avinu, Lot would have been destroyed together with the destruction of, of Stephen Amira, which is where he lived, where he chose to live. And therefore they owed it to us. They should have at least offered some, some sort of assistance. They could, should have come out with some bread and water and they didn't. So therefore the Pasuk is saying, because they are such ingrates and they have such a, such a characteristic of, of cruelty and ungratefulness, therefore they should not be allowed into our nation by share and also, and because Sachar Alecha es Bilam ben Ba'or, because uh, Moab in particular hired Bilam ben Ba'or, mi Pesor Aram Na'arayim, from the place called Pesor in Aram Na'arayim, Bekalalecha. It was Moyav, together with Midian, who hired Bilam to come curse us out of existence. And that also is a reason why uh, they are not allowed to join our nation. So it does not say here that they may not join our nation because they are terribly lustful and immoral. Rather, it says they may not join our nation because they are ungrateful and didn't didn't return us, at least minimally return to us the favor that Avram did for them, that Avram uh, rescued them and, and, and guaranteed their existence, and because they tried to destroy us through the agency of Lot's, uh, of Lot's curses.
So here it seems to contradict what Rashi is saying in Mishlei. Now it's true that on this verse, on this Pasuk, Al-Dvar, on the thing, on the matter, that they did not come forward and greet you with bread and water, Rashi says, Al-Dvar, that this is actually referring to a third thing that they did, which was wrong. That they they gave an eitzah, they, they had a plot to cause us to sin. As it says in the devar, in the matter of Bilam. Meaning, it's all part of Parshas Bullock and the story of Bilam. At first they hired Bilam to curse us, that, that didn't work. His curses were turned into, into blessings. And then when that didn't work, so Bilam launched a plot. He said, The God of this nation despises immorality. And therefore, uh, he encouraged the, the daughters of Mayav to adorn themselves and perfume themselves and go out and seduce the Jewish men into acts of immorality and also acts of idolatry. And that, that did work to an extent. Uh, many Jews uh, were killed in a plague because of their sins. Now, so it's true that immorality is mentioned over here, but it's only mentioned indirectly. What is mentioned openly and directly is that they, they were ungrateful and didn't uh, greet us with uh, lechem, lechem umayim, and they tried to destroy us with Bilaam's curses. Indirectly, by a, by a hint, because the Pasuk uses this word devar, which is, which is the same as the word that is used in reference to Bilaam, devar Bilaam, so there's a reference to their immoral nature. But it would seem like the, the emphasis here in Sefer Dvorim is not on their immorality, but rather on their, on their, uh, their cruel nature and their attempts, their attempt to destroy us through Bilaam's curses. Whereas in Mishlei, Mishlei seems to say that the reason why the reason why they are not allowed to join our nation is purely because of their immorality. So we have somewhat of a, an apparent contradiction. But I think we can answer as follows. If we think about it, I think there is a, there is a fundamental difference between harchaka, between the reason why Lot should be kept at a distance from our nation, should not be allowed to join our nation, even if they, if they convert. There's a difference between that and their koloin, as Rashi calls it, their disgrace, the disgrace that we read about in the Beis HaKnesis. When we talk about harchaka, when we talk about, when we consider the point of distancing, keeping Lot far away from our nation, so it could be that we cannot, the Torah could not say that the main, most important reason for keeping Lot out of our nation is because he tried to make us sin, that he, that he had his daughters dress up in a very provocative fashion and tempted the Jewish men to sin. That, I don't think, can be the primary reason why they should not be allowed to join our nation if they convert, because what are you going to say? We can't allow you into our nation. 
because you caused us to sin. Oh, you mean we're not really much better than you are? We didn't have to sin. You enticed us. We didn't have to give in. So to say that we, we cannot allow them into our nation because they're a bunch of sinners, they're immoral. Well, <laughs> we're, we're a little bit immoral ourselves also. We, we, we fell into that trap. That's not a very strong reason to keep them out. I mean, if they have reformed themselves and they have accepted the Tayyag Mitzvahs, then they're not worse than us. I mean, they're, they're human beings and they, yes, they have weaknesses, but they have committed themselves to trying to be good. They've committed themselves to trying to observe Hashem's commandments. Why should that be a, the, the primary reason for keeping them away? Therefore, I think we can say that this point of al-dvar, that the Torah is, that, that there's a hint here that the, the, the Amun should be kept apart from our nation, is because of that plot to cause us to sin, that's muted. That's a hint over here. It's not the major reason. It's a secondary reason. The primary reason are these other points, that they were cruel to us. They had a cruel nature, a cruel, ungrateful nature, and they tried to destroy us with the curses of Bilam. So in Parshas, in, in Parshas Kisese, in Sefer Dvorim, where it's talking about being marchik, pushing aside, pushing away the children of Lot from our nation, the emphasis is not on their immorality. It's mentioned, but it's muted. It's only in a hint. The emphasis is on their ingrateful, ungrateful nature and on their, on their attempts to destroy us with Lot's curses. However, in Sefer Mishle, the topic is koloin. The topic is that their disgrace, as Rashi says, the consequence that we're talking about in Sefer Mishle is that the disgrace of Lot will be revealed. Now, we raise the question, Rashi says that what's the disgrace of Lot? The disgrace is that we read every year in the Beis HaKnesses, we read the parsha that says we read the parsha that says that the Amoni and Mayavi are not allowed to join our nation. And I raise the question, why not say that the disgraces that we read every year that his daughters, that he had relations with his own daughters? Well, first of all, Chazal tell us that the daughters meant L'shem Shemayim. The daughters meant it sincerely. They really thought there was no one left on earth other than their father. And therefore, they, they felt that under such circumstances, they had to do what they had to do, and it was and they felt it would be it was permitted. Perhaps if that were if that were true, if there really was no one else in the world, maybe it would be permitted. Secondly, as I mentioned before, Lot is not one hundred percent culpable for what happened because his daughters gave him a lot of wine, and he got drunk. He became shikravilot, as they say. He became as drunk as Lot. And at that point, he's not responsible for his actions. Now, parenthetically, there's an old joke. In, in Yiddish, there's an expression of a person is very drunk. So we say he's shikavilite. He's as drunk as Lot. And the question is, why don't we say if a person is very drunk, he's shikavinoyach. Noyach in last week's parsha also got drunk. And the consequences were very unfortunate. 
So why, why is the paradigm of, of a drunken fool, Lot, and not Noach? They, 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 they answer, because Noach, when he got drunk, but at least all his children had been married off. He had three sons, and even before the flood, they had all taken wives. He no longer had to worry about Shidduchim. Okay, so he got drunk. That's not the best thing to do in life, to get drunk. It has its negative consequences, but his children were married already. But Lot, Lot had two unmarried daughters. That's, that's the definition of an idiot, a man who needs to marry off two daughters. He needs to maintain a respectable uh, reputation, and he allows himself to become reproached drunk. That's, that's the paradigm of a, of a drunken fool. Anyway, that's the parentheses. So the, perhaps the biggest disgrace of Lot is, is not in this that he had relations with his daughters. The biggest disgrace, but the biggest disgrace, the biggest disgrace is that he is not allowed to become a member of the Jewish nation. And when we are talking about the disgrace of that point, that's a, we're not talking here about the reason for the mitzvah. The reason for the mitzvah, the Tamha mitzvah, is explicit in the Torah. The reason is they didn't give us Lechem Umayim and they hired Bilam to curse us. But here in Mishle, we're not talking about the reason for the mitzvah, but we're talking about this law serving as an example of the disgrace of Amun Amoyev, of the disgrace of the descendants of Lot. And in this, in this sense, in this, in this plane, what is disgraceful about it, the disgrace is that this was brought about in part because of his sinful nature. Why is it that Lot chose this manner of, of attacking Klai Yisrael? If he had been a more moral person, if his descendants had had a more uh, stronger uh, gene in their spiritual DNA for morality, they would not have listened to Lot's, to, to, they would not have listened to Bilam's advice to to send out their daughters to go and trap us, to seduce us. A more moral nation would not have agreed to this. This uh, calamity of never being allowed to enter Klai Yisrael because of Altvar, because of the, 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 the matter that they seduced, our, they seduced our men, that is something that happened to Lot because of his immorality. That, that is a consequence of his immorality. And perhaps we can take it one step further and we can say that really we see here that an underlying factor in Lot's entire rebellion against Abraham and Klai Yisrael is his desire for immorality. Lot saw and felt that to stick with Avraham, okay, Lot really believed in monotheism. He, he, I mean, he was a close, 
close companion and, and compatriot and, and, and colleague of Avram Avinu. He believed in, in Avraham's emuna. He believed in Avraham's system. But he, what he couldn't take is that you have to be moral. And that really is behind everything, his entire rebellion. Uh, those who are uh, familiar with the so-called uh, phenomenon of uh, Jews going OTD, off the derech, which is a very, I think, a very unfortunate phrase. But those who deal in that, in that area, so they would generally tell you that it is very rare that somebody rebels against Judaism on philosophical grounds, on ideological grounds. Much more often is that they would really like to have a good time in certain ways. They would like to eat cheeseburgers and they would like to engage in certain forms of immorality. And then they, oh yeah, then they say, well, you know, then they say, I, I, I can't do that and put on tefillin at the same time. And so the tefillin, the tefillin come off and the cheeseburgers come on. More often than not, much more often than not, it begins with tava. That's usually the underlying cause. Everything else is uh, it's a cover-up. It's uh, there's symptoms, but the real cause of the disease is tava. And perhaps that's what Rashi is revealing to us in this Pasuk in Mishle and in his comment in Kiseitse that although the, the Torah explicitly mentions the fact that Lot was cruel and didn't want to help us and that the children of Lot tried to destroy us with Bilaam's curses, but what really lies underneath it, where it really all starts is Aldavar. It really all starts with their, their, um, with their tava, with their immorality with the fact that they were a nation who were willing to, to act in an immoral way in order to get us to act immorally and in order to therefore get in trouble with HaKadosh Baruch I think perhaps Rashi is telling us that that's really the root cause. The, the other things are more the visible symptoms, but this one, this Aldvar is a hint to the root cause of the matter.